What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. What's up, beautiful badasses and welcome back to the show. It's Nikki Sunshine here. And this is episode 22, episode 22, fuck yeah, for those of you who have been with me since the start, yo, we made it 22 episodes, (laughs) y'all, that is the shit, it has been my absolute honor and pleasure to show up here each week for you guys and for myself. (laughs) You know, that part of me that's like, are you really going to do this every week? All right, when's the week that's going to come where you're like, "Ah, I just don't feel like it. I don't have the time. And that hasn't happened yet. So I'm really excited just to be showing up for myself as well as showing up for you all here. So today we are talking about caretaking (laughs) and why helping people oftentimes isn't actually helping or serving them, nor is it serving you. So I am talking to you out there, caretakers, you, um, those of you that like to help and be of service and And when someone you love is in pain, you want to rush in and and remedy the situation. Um, I'm talking to you today, guys. And um, maybe that's not you, but maybe you know someone like this or you're in relationship with someone like this. So I think this episode will be helpful for all of the above. Um, Full disclosure, this was me. And this still is a part of me, though I have done intensive inner work to shift make shifts within my being so that I don't live in this space of caretaking. It's going to be a good one, you guys. Uh, Juicy but brief, today's episode. Um, Quickly, before we dive in, I want to start my episode with a bit of gratitude. Uh, So first of all, as always, I just want to thank all of you for being here right now and for being a motherfucking badass and for saying yes to your growth and for saying yes to living a life that is infused with more love and appreciation and joy. Um, So today I wanna thank um, first Ty, Ty Middlestead with Zebra Media. He is my media guy, he is also my roommate and my dear friend, Um, but man, he is amazing. And um, it's just such a blessing to get an idea in my crazy idea head and then walk 10 feet down the hallway and propose it to my media guy. And, and then he'll usually literally within an hour have like a 
rough draft of a project for me and then I can just go in there and, and edit it. It's such a blessing, um, such easy access and he's, he's fast, he's so good. Um, his eye for design and marketing is impeccable and so he's the guy who designed my podcast art, my new art. The original art was designed by me. <laughs> If you can't tell, he, what did he call it? It looks like a nice Valentine, he said. So uh, he's designed the new art. He's in the process of making some badass stickers for y'all right now that I'm going to have printed and give away. Um, they're going to say love is your superpower because it is. Um, so yeah, he's amazing and um I just really appreciate him and he he's fast and he shows up for me again and again. So thank you, Tyler. And if y'all need a media guy, you know, just like you need that hand where you can just kind of email back and forth and get clear on your vision and maybe you need some art designed or a logo or something like that. Um, yeah, just reach out to me. I will hook you up with my guy. He's amazing. So thank you, Tyler. Um, I also want to thank my beautiful, just the love of my life, Warren, uh, my partner. He continues to just show up and be open to new ways and tools of relationship. Um, you know, for me, this is my language. This is what I do all the time. For him, that's not the case. So I deeply appreciated him or appreciate him just being open to learning new ways. And just this morning, he came to me and shared, you know, a, a concern, or I don't know if I would call it that, but just something that was coming up for him. And we just got to talk it out this morning for like 30 minutes over tea, and I got to just validate him and um, give him so much assurance in our relationship and assure him how much I love and adore and appreciate him and how, you know, he's, he's my, he's my guy. He's my man. And I do share parts of me with many people. If you guys follow me on Instagram or Facebook, but especially Instagram, I'm very expressive on there. I share what's on my mind. Um, I share my, whatever I want. Um, and so I, I connect with a lot of people regularly. And so he just holds so much space for that and holds in his heart the knowing that he is my my partner, my one, right? Um, and in that partnership, I can love and share and open up to so many beings. So, Warren, I love you, darling. I appreciate you so much. And I fucking love our union, y'all. We're just a power couple. It's the truth. <laughs> in July, I'm going to see Tony Robbins. Um, it's going to be amazing. Lives are going to be changed. It's going to be fucking awesome. So I'm going to Dallas to do that. And on the same exact week I'm going to Dallas to see Tony, he's going to a um, energy conference, essentially. So a conference in a different part of the country where he's going to learn about um, what he cares about. So we're both going to do these awesome conferences, different parts of the country on the same week. And I'm just like, damn, baby, we are fucking badass. <laughs> so Warren, I love you. Thank you for being in partnership with me and choosing every day to do this dance together. <clears throat> all right, I'm going to keep the announcements short. That's really all I have today. Um, I will say I had mentioned 
either an episode ago or two episodes ago that I would be interviewing my dear friend and badass warrior woman, Alyssa Neal, on her feral flame guide. Um, We had a little miscommunication on our interview time, so it's still happening. It's set for three days from now. Um, But I did, I, I do remember saying, oh, next episode will be my interview with Alyssa. And it is not. So I just wanted to own that and let you know it's coming. I'll be with her in just a couple of days. And so you will get your juicy feral flame cycle period episode, ladies and men who are interested. It is coming and it's going to be fucking juicy. So if you're listening to this before Thursday, the 6th um, of June, and you have any questions about women, womanhood, your cycle, not just your period, but all four phases, um, let me know. I would love to ask my guest live because she's so knowledgeable. So do so by dropping me an Instagram message or dropping me a line on my website. Um, You can write me an email at relationshipbadass at gmail.com. So give me your questions. I will ask them live on the cast. All right, y'all. Fuck yeah. Let's dive into this week's episode. Just want to let you know that I recorded this episode at the office and there's a the ever so slightest background noise that comes in about 15 minutes in. Um, after re-listening, I think the content is worth posting the episode anyway. And it um, to me, it, it doesn't actually block the sound, but you might hear this ever so slight and it's uh, some background music that they're playing in the lab downstairs. So I didn't think that was going to make it into the sound, but it did. And I'm going to choose to keep the episode anyway because it's a juicy one. So just wanted to let you know. Hope you all enjoy. And today's episode is brought to you by Relationship Badass. Relationship Badass is a community of inspired and driven individuals who choose to show up every day open and ready to learn and grow into a more loving and available version of themselves. I'm Nikki Sunshine, the founder, and through my business, I host group workshops, I teach small group coaching programs, I have a couple online classes, and I also offer one-on-one support or couple support on a monthly basis. So if you're interested in checking out my brand new offerings, head over to relationshipbadass.com. You can look at the coaching tab to learn about my monthly support offerings and my emergency hotline services. You can also check out all of my juicy blog posts, free videos, epic podcast episodes, and much more. So head on over to the website, relationshipbadass.com, to start your journey today. So why is helping people not actually helping people? is essentially what we're talking about today. So when I say helping people, let's just set some context and get clear on what I mean here. I'm referring to helping people by, number one, caretaking their emotional experience. 
So this is when maybe someone is in a room with you and they start having an emotional experience. Maybe they're crying. Um, maybe they're getting expressing some anger in a healthy way. Um, something's happening for them. Maybe they're feeling frustrated and stuck. Whatever it is. And so let's just go with an example if someone starts crying. So if I'm in a room with you and you start crying, and I come up to you and I'm like, there, there, don't cry. It's okay, it's okay, you don't have to cry. Um, what do you need? Do you need water? Do you need me to rub your back? Please don't cry, it's okay. Um, let me help you. Uh, what do you need? Do you guys feel that right there? So this is what I call caretaking someone's emotional experience. So essentially what's happening here is you're crying and I can't hang with that. <laughs> and so because I can't hang with that, I'm going to try and fix it, right? Something inside of me is uncomfortable when you start crying. And so I'm going to come over and kind of try and make that not happen. Because I'm like kind of antsy over here watching you cry. I'm starting to get anxious. So I'm like, hey, hey, there, there. Um, I'm trying to soothe you, right? Uh, what do you need? Is it water? Can I rub your back? Will that make it stop? So this is caretaking. And typically what's going on here is for the person who's doing the caretaking of the person crying in this example, like I said, something is happening in them where they can't hang. So they're getting uncomfortable with you crying. Um, this used to be me, you guys. So I'm saying they, and really I could just say me. Um, and so what's, what's going on deeper oftentimes is if I'm the caretaker, there's some part of me that judges myself when I'm crying. So maybe when I cry, I'm like, oh God, you're too much. You're too anxious. Just relax. You're, you're overreacting. You're being too emotional. That's probably what the, the flavor of self-talk that goes on when I have an emotional experience. And so now when I witness someone else and their emotional experience, um, again, I, I just, I can't deal because I've already got that story of judgment around someone crying or having an experience. It's like, no, 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 you're being too much. Just relax. And so... Um, I'm going to try and make you stop so that I can stop feeling so uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So I'm going to try and get you to be quiet or, or um, stop being upset so that I can stop feeling upset and anxious. Because when you're crying, I start to feel something within me. Does that make sense? So... Um, yeah, this is caretaking someone's emotional experience. This is one way that us caretakers might try and, air quote, help somebody. Okay? Number two. This is a big one, you guys. And I see this. I just see this a lot in my clients, in my friends. Shit, I see this in myself sometimes. Um, this is not speaking my truth to preserve your feelings. So this is when, let's say you're in a relationship with someone and maybe you want to, you've decided, I want a day for myself. Fuck yeah, Saturday's going to be me day. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to paint my nails. And you're just going to do fucking you. 
And then, so that's a decision you've made on your own. Now let's say your partner comes in and they're like, hey, I got us tickets to the museum on Saturday and oh man, it's gonna be so great. Would you like to go? I've just been wanting a day with you, da 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 da. And they get all excited, right? And so now you're looking at them and you have an inner conflict. Because part of you is like, oh hell no, I just booked the most amazing me day ever. And now you bought these tickets. And so the how it plays out here for these for caretakers often is they will rather than speaking their truth which is you know what I do love you and I do want intimate time and Saturday is not going to work for me I literally just made the decision to have Saturday be a me day and I haven't had one in so long and I just have all these things I want to get done and really when we hang out I'd rather be more present and I fear that if I you know, abandon my plans for my me day here. I'm going to just be in my head the whole time we're hanging out thinking, damn, I, I really was looking forward to that me day. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like when I agree to do something, but then I kind of abandoned myself in that agreement. And so it's hard for me to actually be present to what I agreed to. <laughs> um, that's what happens here. So the caretaker might not speak their truth, which would in this scenario be, I actually have Saturday set aside for a me day in order to preserve the feelings of the other person. And we can mask this as, oh, I'm helping you. You know, I'm, I'm helping them. I'm, I'm just doing what they want. I'm, I'm giving them what they need. And it's okay. I don't really need that me day anyway. Can any of you caretakers familiarize with what I'm talking about here? <laughs> raise your virtual hands if so ladies particularly but probably some men out there too um, so what happens here we are posing this as I'm helping them and it's fine I don't really need my me day but what's really going on is you're getting fucking resentful and you might not notice it after the first or second time or even the third time but trust me you are becoming resentful because you are exchanging what your truth, your ultimate truth, and what you really want, you're trading that for someone else's dream and what they want. And that is not what relationship is about, right? Relationship is not about, okay, I'm just going to abandon my needs and wants and dreams over here so I can come meet you. Relationship also isn't about, cool, I'm going to do me and only me and your dreams don't really matter. Relationship is that beautiful dance, right? How do we dance in a way where I'm being honored and you're being honored? Where my truth, my dreams, my needs are being honored and so are yours. And in the midst of honoring all of those individual needs and dreams, we are also honoring the entity that is us, right? So when you come into relationship, it's like it's new. We've never done this before where there's you, there's me, and then there's us. This particular us that is you and me and not me and any past partner. Every us is different, right? So that's part of the dance. You come together and it's like, cool, how are we going to make this work? <laughs> how does this work for us as individuals to come together in partnership? So not speaking your truth, y'all, it's, it's just not serving and it doesn't actually help. Um, you are becoming resentful every time you do that. 
And you are robbing this other person that you claim to love and appreciate of the fucking truth, right? What is the point of a union built on lies? And what is the point of having a relationship where again and again, I abandon what's true for me to come over and meet you? So not only am I building little bits of resentment over time, which will eventually burst and explode in probably a really uncategorized or unchoreographed way, <laughs> um, but additionally, this other person is being robbed of the opportunity to get to know me, right? Because if I'm sharing my truth, hey, you know what? I actually was really looking forward to this me day. Every time I share a piece of myself and my truth, my partner gets to, gets to know me closer. They get to become curious. Oh, get to become curious. Like, oh, wow, you want, you have a me day. Okay. So you must really value your alone time, you know? And so now they're getting to know me more, not through me sitting there and saying, this is who I am. Get to know me. But, um, which there's nothing wrong with that either, but our partners can get to know us just by us speaking and acting in our truth. So please don't, Hide what's true for you in, in um, quote unquote, honor of the other or honor of the relationship. You are doing yourself and your partner a huge disservice. You're actually not serving them. And what would be better is to learn some rock star communication tools and find a way to speak to them and share what's true in a way that doesn't trigger them and that cares for who they are and their feelings. Um, in a way that they can receive and make that a pattern or a habit in your relationship, right? To share the truth in a kind way using caring conversation tools. Um, that's what I call the tools I teach um, in terms of communication. And so make that the habit versus having the habit be, oh, I just kind of brush what's on, what I want to share under the rug and they seem happy in the moment and it works. Because you know what, you guys, it works until it doesn't. And I have seen, I have witnessed and been a part of this sort of resentment building explosion that happens in relationships. And it's not pretty and it's not fun and it's usually a big mess to clean up. So I highly implore you to, um, if this is you, begin by rewriting the story that you've told yourself that says, uh, by tuning to their needs and wants and kind of burying my truth under the rug, I'm, I'm serving them or I'm serving the relationship. Start by rewriting that story and then you will find it easier to actually um, carry that out with your actions. <sighs> okay. So the third way I see people, quote unquote, helping others, um, but in a way that doesn't really serve is by standing for someone else's health and betterment more than they do. So this is kind of um, what we see in a uh, codependent relationship. Um, kind of the typical scenario, so to speak, for codependent relationship is that one Let's use the example of like the alcoholic or the person with an alcohol addiction and then the partner of that person. So one person has this 
maybe this dependency on alcohol and it's affecting their health and their relationships and their lives in a negative way. But they have not yet found the strength or trigger or desire within them to make the change, right? Because if I've got a problem in my life, nothing's going to change it until I decide this is going to be different. And y'all, I experienced this in my own life with my grief with my mom. For two years, nobody could get me out of my messy pity party, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with me for that, but that's what I was stuck in every day. I got stuck in the stories in the loop about how victimized I had been by life, how terrible my circumstances has been, have been, and how I could, you know, how am I ever going to get out of this? Um, there's no hope for me. I was retelling those stories for two years, and so many beautiful people came into my life and tried to show me you can choose something different and you can honor your mom's life and still grieve for her in a beautiful way whilst waking up every morning, right? And 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 showing up in the world but nothing and nothing anybody said could change that until I decided I one day made a fucking choice that I'm not going to live like this anymore and that yeah I can still honor my mom and honor my experience and I can still be a fucking badass and wake up every day and change the goddamn world and so that's what I do now um but nobody could convince me of that, right? And so this is what we see in codependent relationships and um, kind of what I'm talking about here is one person who sees the potential in the other person, right? So maybe your partner has a substance um, dependency or maybe they are just you know eating garbage food and, and kind of sleeping a lot, not taking care of their body, not working out or whatever. And so you're sitting there like, man, I see the potential and I know how great this person is and I know if they just get that one thing together or they start an exercise regime or they just cut back on the alcohol, man, they could be magnificent, right? And so you continue to cheer them on and make them healthy lunches if it's the person who's not taking care of their body or you know, you're driving them to the AA classes because you are so on board with their healing and their growth. You're like number one cheerleader, right? But here's the fucking problem. You are more of a cheerleader for their growth and transformation than they are. And the truth is they're not actually doing much to change this part of their life. And you're over here running in circles trying to do everything to change their life. Not to mention you have your own life to take care of, right? You've got your own things coming up and, and the, your work in the world and your social relationships and, and yourself. Um, so this is just like extra work on your plate. And there's a good chance that you are in love with the potential of this person. You're not maybe actually committed to who's sitting in front of you, but you're committed to the potential of who they could be because you hold that higher vision, which is fucking beautiful and at some point for those of us that hold higher visions of people and see people in their greatest light and potential yo we need to learn how to make boundaries because 
people aren't their potential, right? And so if you're coming closer to someone and you're sacrificing and you're putting all this time into a relationship with someone's potential, that's an abstract idea. And, and you don't actually know how long or how long it will take this person to begin to step into their potential, if ever, right? Some of us, not every lifetime is actualized on this earth. So that person might spend their entire life just in the shadow of their potential. And maybe not. But what a boundary says is, I can say, you know what? I love you deeply. And right now, I have to love you from over here. Because I'm getting wrapped up in the potential of who you are and I actually need to take a few step backs to get a clearer view. And I can still remain open if you do begin to realize your potential and step into that. I can still be open if I want to, right? So I just, I like to talk about, um, you know, consciously taking space, whether that means temporarily, whether that means ending a relationship. Um, that can be such a beautiful and conscious process. And I think there's a lot of stigma saying like, if you break up with someone, it has to be mean and you never talk to your exes. And y'all, I am in love with a man who is best friends with all of his exes, like BFFs. Like his exes live all over the country and they call him like once every couple weeks just to catch up on life and, and give all the details of what's going on and ask his advice. And so they have very close relationships and um, it has actually been a big teacher for me witnessing this. Like, yeah, you can walk away from a relationship with total love and regard for the person because our union doesn't, isn't serving me fully or isn't serving you fully or isn't serving us fully right now, right? So yeah, this third way is really kind of that codependent relationship where you see the potential, you see how someone could get over this issue or, or grow into that. And so you're, you're standing for it, but you're not just standing for it. You are making conscious and, and tiring efforts to make it happen. And as a result, you are starting to feel drained, you know, um, overworked, exhausted, and that's where it becomes a problem. And that's where you're not really helping anyone because again, just to reiterate, you are draining yourself, using all your energy to put into someone else for a dream that they haven't even gotten behind, right? You're working hard for their potential that they haven't even decided to step into. Additionally, you are robbing this person of their own fucking journey, right? We all face challenges, you guys, in this lifetime, you're gonna experience great pain, great challenges, you're gonna get stuck, you're gonna feel defeated. Um, that's the point, in a way. Like, we have these challenges, and then we get to see how, I get to see how can I show up to this challenge? How can I show up with all my skills, resilience, and strength to alchemize this, to turn this into a PowerPoint instead of a weakness point. Um, how can I grow from this? So don't rob others of their growth journey by trying to take care of them all the time, take care of their problems. That's not actually serving them because now they're staying stuck because you're doing that growth work for them. 
So this kind of ties into my fourth one, but uh, the fourth way I see the helpers show up that I wrote down was draining yourself to try and fix and solve their problems. So this kind of ties into what we just talked about, but it goes more broadly. Anytime you are draining your energy to where you're feeling exhausted and overworked in pursuit of fixing and solving someone else's problems, that's not serving anyone because now you are less available to show up for the people in your life, to show up for yourself, to show up for the motherfucking planet. You are more drained, you have less energy in your reserve. And once again, here you are showing up so strongly to solve someone else's problem where that problem is their journey, right? So it's again a situation where um, you could be robbing someone of their own journey to grow and to learn. Now I wanna be clear here. I am not against like helping people we love and showing up and you know giving advice when it's asked for and helping in little ways. Um, that's not what I mean here. So uh, showing up in a little way might be like, you know, maybe Warren comes to me and says, you know, I'm, I've been feeling stuck here. I feel like I'm missing something. I could really use an outside perspective. Do you have, you know, 20 minutes? Can I tell you my situation? And maybe you could just let me know what you're seeing or what you're picking up on that perhaps I'm missing. I am happy to show up for anyone who comes to me like that. That's different because A, we've got context. Hey, do you have 20 minutes? Can I get some advice? You know, that's, I can do that without draining myself, right? And I can say, you know, I'm not available for that. So that's okay. Um, additionally, in this situation, we've got Warren, the other person, coming to me and asking for additional guidance and support. He's already decided to look at his life and, and um, find the lessons and do the work, right? Clearly. He's already saying, I feel stuck here. I really want a different perspective. So just based on the way he's come to me, I know he's already doing the work. So I'm not robbing him of anything because he's already in that. I'm just saying, yeah, I could maybe be of assistance. Um, so just to clarify, I'm all about like showing up and being able to be of service to those. I mean, shit for me, it's everyone on the planet, but especially to those in our lives. And there's a difference, right? Is that clear? Um, if you're unclear of the difference here, of course, reach out to me and let me know. But um, yeah, so feel free to help and be of service. Um, that's different than being the leading brigade in someone else's growth journey, right? <clears throat> okay, so yeah, the final, the final thing I have written down, and as I look at it, this kind of ties into the first one, but the caretaking. So again, just asking people to calm down or, or they're there, don't get so upset. Um, you know, how can I help you be less upset? It's okay, put on a happy face. It's not that bad. Um, these types of comments are, first of all, I wanna say kind of taught in our culture. And honestly, it's something I used to say a lot. If you followed me on social media, maybe five or six years ago, I was saying things like, you know, we can rise above, just like put on a smile and everything will be okay. And I shared this from a genuine place of caring and wanting to help. 
And yet what I had yet to realize in my life was that um, we have experiences that aren't meant to be ignored. And, you know, I don't I don't share that message anymore because I don't believe in, oh, take your very real pain and hurt and just kind of like put it over there, put it in a box and put on a happy face and see if that happy face can affect your mood. Right. Um, Now, sometimes it can. I also am a big believer in. Um, consciously affecting my state so if I notice myself in the middle of a day going down kind of a weird path and starting to feel heavy and and down on myself I will instantly begin to look at my thoughts and say okay what am I telling myself what stories am I telling myself oh I'm so behind on my business I'm not as good as that girl oh gosh I'm never gonna have enough time to get done what I want to get done today I barely I slept too late I'm not taking care of myself you know if those are the stories I'm telling myself that day, let's say, I will just look at those and say, oh, well, this isn't actually true. I'm just telling stories because I'm feeling a little anxious because I still have this podcast to record today and and whatnot. But I I do take care of myself and I get eight to nine hours of sleep a day. And actually, I'm, I'm I'm exactly where I need to be in my business. I'm not behind. And so I will, like I just did there, I will just rewrite the stories that are essentially bringing me the fuck down. And oftentimes, um, I can shift my mood in a matter of minutes. So I do believe in that. um, And yet, I think that needs to come from an internal place. Um, I think I can feel inspired by other people. So maybe you're listening to this podcast and feeling inspired. Um, I have teachers I listen to that inspire me. But if I'm just coming to you and saying, come on, just put on a happy face. And you're like trying to be in your sad right now because that's where you're at. It's pretty fucking invalidating, right? It's like, no, you don't need to feel sad. Just like be happy. It's okay. It's not a big deal. But you're over there like, uh, yeah, it feels like a big deal over here. I don't feel great. Like, you know, this feels like a big deal. And so if you're asking people to come on, just put a smile on and, and, it's okay, don't cry and, and just get over it. It'll be fine. You know, let's go grab a beer. Everything's going to be okay. Um, I want to say I, I see you and your kind intent. And yet, this can feel pretty invalidating to people. And so it's not necessarily serving them. How I would prefer to show up for someone would be something like this. Hey, wow, okay, you're sad right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. No, 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 you don't have to stop crying, it's okay. I'm actually just gonna take a couple breaths with you here if that's okay. I'm feeling it, you know, I feel your sadness. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, you wanna? feel it and you know I want you to know I'm here for you and that what you're experiencing is perfectly valid and you know if you need to just talk or just want to go grab a drink and get the fuck away from this for a minute I can show up for you like that Um, so I just want you to know I'm here and I love you and I see you and you're beautiful 
as you express what's true for you. So that's how I tend to show up now if someone has like a emotional experience around me. Um, I want to validate their experience and like you caretakers who are still listening right now, I want to be there for them, right? Like I'm not saying, hey, that's your inner work, dude. Catch you later. Hope you figure it out. Find some lessons. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that. I still want to be there for my people, but I'm going to show up and be there for them in a way that doesn't rob them of their own potential for growth, learning, expansion. And I'm going to show up for them in a way that's honest always and not withholding my truth. Um, I'm just a big believer in the truth. And so I will never come on this podcast and tell you to tell a lie. Um, Does everything in your life need to be shared with everyone? No. But on this podcast, we are primarily talking about your intimate relationships, your partnerships, your close friendships, the people you live with. And to me, those are the spaces for truth. Truth though sometimes uncomfortable and difficult, is what propels these relationships further. Truth is what brews genuine curiosity. Um, Truth is what has the ability to deepen our connection and intimacy. So I'm all about the fucking truth, y'all. And so I just want to say, as I kind of wind down here, that... I get why you caretake and I get why you want to help people because you are a person with a big fucking heart and you are a person possibly empathic who feels the pain of others and and so there's even more of a drive for you to change it. Um, You love deeply and you want those in your life to feel joyful and you probably light up when you see them smile and you probably feel a heaviness when you see them sad or angry or hurt. And so I just want to recognize you as a beautiful fucking human being. My bet is it is an honor to be in relationship with you. And I want you to walk away from this episode not thinking... I need to be different, I need to stop caring, I need to close my heart. But rather, how can I shift the way I show care so that I am not only taking care of me and myself and my growth, but I'm taking care of the other person and their self and their growth. How can I honor both of us as individuals us as a unit, both of our feelings, and both of our growth in the way that I show up in this relationship? Those are the questions I want you to ponder if you're out there and you're like, yep, this is me. I'm a caretaker. I can't stand when someone else is crying. I need to make them feel better. Um, Just start to ponder those questions. And finally, This will be your action, call to action this week. Um, I want you to consider when someone is having an emotional experience that makes you feel uncomfortable, I just want you to begin to consider what's going on with you. 
And if the, see if you can notice next time this happens. So someone in the room or near you is, is maybe having an emotional experience, expressing anger in a healthy way, starting to cry, expressing sadness, frustration. In this moment, my challenge to you out there is to pause, slow down, resist the temptation to go over there and fix what's happening with them, and just become an observer of your own experience. Look inside and just notice what's happening. Is there an opening, an expanding? Is there a clenching, a tightening? Um, just try and notice what's happening for you. Get curious about your own emotional experience. And yeah, notice any sensations in your body, any memories that come up. Um, it could just be really interesting to tie those things together. For me at least, I'm a nerd on this stuff and human beings and how we work and how we relate. So <laughs> perhaps it's just me, but um, maybe you, you vibe on this too. So that is my challenge to you today folks and I want to thank you for being here and for listening and perhaps part of this conversation today we're confronting pieces of it might have felt confronting for you or challenging um, and if you're still here I just want to applaud you for fucking breathing through it and for receiving the message that you were intended to receive today <sighs> fuck yeah y'all um, if you haven't already, go on iTunes and leave me a review and rating, please, please, I implore you. It is so helpful for me. It would mean a lot to me, y'all. So head on over to the Apple iTunes app if you listen to the podcast there. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Leave me a rating and review that honestly reflects your experience. And other than that, I fucking love you guys. I see you with such mad respect yo and just high regard i know you're showing up each week and doing the work and listening to your podcast and 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 doing your inner work and perhaps you're not seen and celebrated in that because it's your work and you might not be broadcasting it all over the world and so i just want to say i fucking see you sister i fucking see you brother and i know you're showing up and when you guys message me or leave me a rating and I see your name, I look at that name and that face and I'm like, fuck yeah, this person is doing the work. It's inspiring as hell. So thank you. You are inspiring others by showing up for yourself. Don't forget that. Mm. All right, y'all. I will be back next week with my super juicy conversation with Alyssa Neal. Until then, I love you. You are a magnificent creation of the universe. You were not made by mistake. And I will catch you in the next episode.